0: Hey there, I'm Julie Voris, and I want to see you in Indiana on February 25th, 2017. I'm bringing Sean T. back to Indianapolis because it's more than just a workout. It's more than just motivation. It's an experience, and you need to be in the room. Go to JulieVorris.com for tickets. Join us on February 25th at the JW Marriott downtown Indianapolis for an experience that could just change your life. Be in the room, feel the energy, and open your heart to the possibility. It's more than just exercise, it's life. And on February 25th, it's an experience, and you need to be there. See you in Indiana on February 25th.
1: When I talk about higher power, what is it that you think I'm talking about? You immediately think I'm talking about H-I-G-H-E-R. We talk about higher power in religion or the higher power of the universe. But today, I have a very special guest for you. His name is Richard Davis. He's a talent management expert and a human resources guru. He is truly an amazing guy. Who loves his family, who loves his faith, and you are gonna hear some great insight from him on how to hire people in your life and how to be the best person that you can be, be it in job and family. And we're gonna close out with a little bit of how to be the best person to be for you. Get ready to trust and believe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It's time for another episode of Trust and Believe with Sean T. All right, Richard, so I have to tell you that you are one of my favorite people to follow on Twitter because you're so positive. And the first question I have for you is where does that positivity come from? Well, first
0: and foremost, it comes from my faith. Uh, that's a big part of my life with my wife and my kids. Uh, but I learned a long time ago that, you know, especially in business, that you can make a decision every day either to be positive and be happy and try to make the best of what you have or try to blame other people, other things for failures that you may have in business. And and I, I would rather live my life being positive and look at the good things because in the end that makes it a lot more joyful.
1: Yeah, I mean, because it's, uh, you know, with social media and... You know, everything that's going on, it's very hard sometimes to find a really good positive (laughs) post or positive space. So I wanted to thank you for kind of, you know, not kind of, but thank you for being that one of those people I could go to. And I know that it's going to be a really good, uh, really, really, really good positive experience whenever I read something that you write. So I personally want to say thank you for that.
0: Well, thank you. I'm very flattered with that. And, you know, one thing, Sean, I tell. Uh, business owners and employees, because I do a lot of public speaking and training and speak at different conferences. But I, I try to emphasize that during the course of the week, Monday through Friday, we spend more time at work than we do at home with our family. And so why wouldn't you want to spend that time in a place where you're happy instead of a place you dread? And 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 I think that's it's important to to look at it from that perspective because if we aren't happy at work, we take that home with us, and then we have that impact how we integrate, uh, w- how we relate to our kids and with our family and with our friends. And so I I, I mean I just I would rather be happy during the day than not be happy because in the end that's going to make me a much better person.
1: Speaking of being happy, um, <laughs> one of the things that I mean one of the things that is directly you know like screaming at you when you go to your twitter page is the phrase higher power and um where did that come from i find it to be so innovative creative and uh very inspiring i started my
0: company back in 1992 under a an llc and actually, the very first company name, McLean Group, is, is the LLC, and people ask me where that came from. And that actually is the street where my wife and I bought our first house. Oh, awesome. So it's, it's, it, it was just a name I picked because I didn't want my name in in the business because sometimes it's beneficial to uh, just be the person that, that, cleans the, that cleans the office and dumps the trash rather than be the, the owner. Um, and I didn't have a need to have my name in it anyway. And I would looked for a number of years for a name of my company that created a brand, and it was just by happenstance that I came across higher power. And some people may think that the higher power is is a faith statement, and and it may be a little bit, but it's mostly um, that when you look at the employment world where I spend most of my time, uh, the influence that a company can have by hiring the right people, and developing the right people, and creating an environment where people want to be the best they can be, uh, th- that that can make the, the difference between a company succeeding and a company failing. So higher power is supposed to represent uh, the actions that a company can take to hire the best people, to develop the best people, and help them be the best they can be.
1: What is the first step you give employees to hire the best people? Because I think... Um, And we'll eventually, in a little bit, get into how you can hire the best people in your life. But what are some steps that you give employees so that they, like, what are things that you can look out for to help with, you know, the best employees and building the best, I like to call it, force field around them and for their company?
0: Uh, Well, the first thing I try to consult and advise companies to do is, number one, is is they have to know what they're looking for. And they have to mesh... um, the vision of their company, their mission of their company around people who have a similar mindset. And I think it's very important that a company know who they are because the the brand that they present to an employee is going to indicate whether a great person wants to come work for them or not. So first and foremost, I I think they have to know who they are, what they represent, and and what is their greater mission. It's it's not just about selling a product or uh, doing a service to make money. Uh, Yes, that's a means to an end, but there's got to be a greater purpose of of, of what's the greater good that you're trying to to move forward and then try to mesh the people around you, employees and managers and leaders, uh, around that same mindset. Um, So understanding the competencies that are necessary to be successful um, and understanding what you can do to help people be the best they can be is important. Managers just come to work every day and all they want to do is get their job done and, and they look over the shoulders of the people that are working for them to making sure they're doing their job. And I, I call that management malfeasance because hmm. that's that's not the role of a manager. A manager, their role is to provide all the tools and resources to help everybody around them be successful. And if they're doing anything other than that, then they're probably in the wrong role and maybe the wrong company.
1: And <laughs> Wow. Okay, cool. I want to know, you know, I'm all about success stories when it comes to fitness and health and, and, and body and obviously mental fitness too. What is one of your favorite success stories that you've had from going in and, and really motivating companies to help turn them around to become more successful?
0: Well, probably the most recent was a, a client of mine that has a number of plants around the country and, and they have a plant in uh, in Iowa. And, and I won't go into detail about the company because right. I'll, I'll keep that confidential. Of course. But um, in talking with the the CEO, uh, I asked him, what's the first thing you think about on on, on Monday, and what's the last thing you think about on Friday? And he told me that it was this plant in Iowa, and I asked him why. And they had recently uh, acquired the business, and he said that they had done so many things for the employees, and the employees just didn't seem to be happy. And I'm a pretty simple guy, so my first question to him was, well, why aren't they happy? And he went... You know what? I don't know. I said, well, let's find out what it is. And so um, part of what I do is I go into a company and I interview employees. So I interviewed every single employee, 125 employees over three days, uh, um, and they run 24-hour shifts. And I interviewed every employee, and from those conversations with the employees, I uncovered information that the CEO was not even aware of, hmm. and, and we really got to the core of, of what was driving the dissatisfaction and the unhappiness of the employees, and so he started putting things in place, and so the, the morale and the temperament of, of that location uh, improved significantly and drastically, and in the end, it became one of their highest performing locations.
1: That's, congratulations, that's really, I've never, um, I mean, obviously, I know what human resources is, but you provide a different service, and I think a more innovative service to, to eliminate some of the uncomfortableness from the employer with the employees, because I used to work in the corporate world, and there was always talk amongst the employees that, you know, the manager or the the boss never knew like they had no idea because we as employees would keep this information from the boss so then we have our own conversation going on in our own heads that no one's able to fix because no one's speaking up and and i'm sure you've come across that before
0: (laughs) oh oh, definitely in fact um i will share that this the success story that I, i mentioned a moment ago um during my one-on-one conversation with employees there were a number of employees that started sharing personal stories of hurt they had in their family about children that were addicted to drugs and were going through rehab of divorces um, of of so many much pain in their personal lives which affected them coming to work and so uh, whether it's appropriate or not from a human resource perspective uh, there were a number of employees that i just said can i can i give you a hug and i'd walk around the table and give them a hug and we would talk about what was going on in their life not what was going on at work Hmm. Um, and there are so many companies that don't realize there's a direct connection to that and you know going to the fitness side uh the one thing that we enjoy about your programs is that that you're a search you're such an encourager um and, and you're you're trying to drive people to be the best they can be and you don't do it in a way that gets people frustrated because you understand everybody's at a different level but in the core of your being that i sense when i watch you mm-hmm. it, is that you you care you genuinely care about the health and wellness of people and what drives me is, is that's my passion is um, I have a, a trademarked word uh, nationally and in South Carolina called PIP ability, P-I-P ability, and P-I-P stands for Peak Individual Performance. And I, and I really do have a passion in my life trying to bring out the best in people at work because um, we can do so many amazing, wonderful things if, if we're able to do that. And, and that, that's what drives me every day. I'm not always successful, but as long as I keep that out front, and that, and that's my end goal. Then um, you know, it keeps me from getting discouraged. Um, it keeps me from getting frustrated. And, and I know that over time, you know, when 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 good is, is continually pushed, it eventually wins out.
1: I love, and I can, I'm just going to say this humbly. Thank you, because when I, whenever I shoot a fitness DVD or even if I'm on stage. The first thing I tell myself is obviously this is not about me because I'm already at a certain point in which I feel comfortable enough to teach. So the next thing I go to is everyone is at a different level and everyone is in a different place in their life, even outside of the actual exercise. And so I'm able to for me, I'm like, it doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter what day Fitness program you're on, or it doesn't matter if it's day one for you, I should say. I, I do want to encourage you just to be the best that you can be. But, you know, that also comes with understanding that everyone is going to be not only at a different uh, fitness level, but they're going to have their own struggles, kind of how you said some of these employees had their own personal struggles in their life. And I think one of the questions I have when it comes to employees or when it comes to you seeing these employees of the companies, is there a common, kind of like a common denominator that you see amongst a lot of the companies, like anything that is reoccurring that is one of the biggest struggles? (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, uh, yes and there there's a, a very common element and with the exception of a few uh, anomalies uh, people don't quit jobs they quit people
1: mm. so richard said people quit people not jobs who's quitting you or who are you quitting Are you being the best husband or wife that you could possibly be? Are you being the best friend or boyfriend that you could possibly be? Because if people are walking away from your life, they're not walking away from situations, they're walking away from you. And if you are walking away from something in your life, it's most likely because of a behavior that someone is having and you're walking away from people. So be mindful of who you are what you're doing and how you are affecting people, but you also have to be extremely aware of who's walking away from you and what are you doing to cause that departure. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush
0: Care. People quit jobs because the manager with whom they're working does not care about them or doesn't appear to care about them. And, and so th- the common element that I see in most businesses are the things that managers are not doing. And companies spend millions and millions of dollars on programs. Uh, they take advantage of technology to make the workplaces uh, more sophisticated. But the things that a company can do that have the most significant impact on the employee engagement, the environment, uh, the, the joy and happiness that people experience every day is the way managers treat the people with whom they work. Because um, I, I, I've, I've managed large groups of people. And I will say that in my years of experience in management, uh, I've created environments where you know my, uh, somebody who reported to me could come to me and say, I have this great opportunity with another company. They could talk to me about that because they knew in the end I wanted what was best for them, even if it meant leaving my company because they knew that they could talk to me about that. They knew they could come to me and talk about issues of concern. They knew they could call me out. When I had done or said something that was inappropriate, they knew they could do that because they knew that in the end that I would listen and, and I would not ridicule their perspective. Employees, for the most part, don't talk to their managers, and managers don't talk to their employees. And uh, th- th- that is the, the biggest, as I mentioned earlier, I use this term often, management malfeasance, and I could list a whole list of those. But it's just managers not knowing the employees, the people that they are spending every day with to fulfill the mission and vision of the company. Um, It's so sad because I see so many unhappy people at work. And as I said in my blog, the last one I did about Love More in 2017, you can see it in people's eyes. You, You can see the way people carry themselves when they walk in the door. You can tell how one feels just by the look on their face. And you just have to pay attention to that. And as a manager, you have to be caring enough and humble enough to want to reach out and help. And when you don't, you lose the opportunity to take someone who's maybe having a very difficult day or maybe a very difficult life and, and transform the environment in which they're spending their time to make it a much more joyful place. And that's free. That doesn't cost anything. doesn't cost you any money for, to, to increase technology. It's just basic human relations and how we interact with each other. And that could be done so much better in many, so many companies that I come across.
1: So Richard, I'm loving all of the, you're giving a lot of great tips here. And I want to say that one of the things that I love that you said is you walked around a table and hugged some of the employees that may have been going through issues because I believe that the power of a hug is so powerful. It's so impactful for you know, I, f- I believe that the human touch and the human experience can be enhanced by some you know, a hug and I think that's I think that's really great. I love how you're an encourager that you genuinely care for people because genuinely caring for someone is so motivating to the person who's getting care for. It. Now, here's my challenge to you. You do these amazing things for employees and companies. But my question is, how do we help people, quote, unquote, hire people for their life? You know, I'm about, you know, you are the average of the five closest people to you. And I believe that when you surround yourself with the best people, you can you have a better chance on living uh, a more mental fitness you know healthy mental fitness life and i want to you know challenge you with helping some of the listeners apply some of what you do to their own personal life and how to actually um to actually build a tribe if you will of positivity it's with people around them
0: it's a great challenge <laughs> Well, some of it goes back, as a parent, I have have three children. My oldest is 24, and my youngest is 19. And, And I've told them ever since they were old enough to hear that a friend will never ask you to do anything that's immoral, illegal, or unethical. And that a friend will never ask you to do something that's unsafe or could get you in trouble. And so I've always encouraged my kids to really look at the people that they surround themselves with, that they're, they're, they're good people. And and we, uh, as encouragers, so if, if you're an encourager and, and you love helping other people, I, I'll challenge myself to reach for other people that I notice are maybe going through a difficult time and reach out to them to be an encourager to them. And if you're someone that needs to be encouraged, you need to look around people that inspire you and want to be around them and get away from friends who are negative get away from friends that are dragging you down and that is very difficult because in many cases those friends that drag us down and and not help us be the best we can be are people we've known since we were kids right so it it takes it takes courage and bravery for people to break away from the people that aren't really benefiting them at all and i'm not saying you aren't nice to people but there's a difference between being around people who who um encourage you but also influence you versus just knowing someone but you don't allow them to influence who you are right and and, and we have that choice every day and um, and I I don't want to be around negative people I don't want to be around people that bring me down and if I'm around people like that then I'll make a conscious decision to separate from any uh, close relationship because I just I just don't want that in my life
1: so who do you need to break away from in your life? Because I believe this wholeheartedly. There are people who come into our lives and are supposed to be there forever and they prove within the relationship, what you give and what they give, that they should be a part of your life forever. But then there are people who, they don't need to be in your life forever. You know, if you go in a grocery store, someone is... You know, you might see someone and they help you get something off the shelf and you say thank you and that was really appreciative, but you never need to talk to them again, really, unless you see them outside or getting in a car. You can say, Hey, thank you again. But that's not that's not a catalyst for you to grab their number and say, Hey, let's hang out, unless they're cute. Right? So who do you need to keep in your life? Be mindful of who is actually giving you the energy and positivity and motivation to continue to be a stronger you. Is fear keeping you in a relationship? Because if it is, it's again, false evidence appearing real, which means that relationship is completely illusional and a facade. You are making reasons to stay in that relationship. Don't let fear Demobilize you. Don't let fear keep you stagnant. You have to know when it's time to move on. Look at the people in your life. I don't want to sound redundant because now a lot of people are saying, you know, you're the average of the five closest people to you. Yes, we know that already, but are you going a little bit deeper into that? And are you paying attention to each person? And that's not to say you need to be judging them. That's for you to understand how people are impacting your life and how you are impacting their life. Richard talks about building your tribe. Who is in your tribe and what are they doing to help you propel yourself forward? And what are you doing? And What kind of energy and positivity are you bringing into your tribe to make sure that everyone can succeed in the best way they know how? Well, I appreciate that. and um, It makes me feel good that someone like you can kind of co-sign on the way that I try to encourage people to live their life, which is... It's fine to know as many people as possible. Like That's great. And it's fine to have friends in different places. But you do have to be very aware of how they actually affect your life. And uh, I I actually went through this kind of thing about three years ago where there's someone who I've known for since almost my entire life. And it was a struggle saying, you know, you can no longer be a part of my life because some, so many people are afraid and they get caught up in this loyalty word, which being loyal is great, but you only can be loyal to people who are going to be loyal to you and have your best interest at heart. And then once you get to a point where um, you, it's clear that they don't have your best interest at heart, you can't be afraid to move on and separate from that, so... Um, yeah, that's awesome.
0: Well, I, I, and I want to be around people where I, I can feel comfortable being vulnerable and being who I am and talking about what I believe and what I think is important, uh, knowing full well that there's not going to be judgment attached. It doesn't mean that we, within my area, that we always agree on things. But I know that we can disagree disagree in a very respectful way and in the end that I know they love me and they care for me and they're my 3 a.m. friends. They would do anything for me at any time that I needed them to do. And um, life is too short to surround yourself with people that,
1: that can't treat you that way. And I just don't want to be around people like that. I I love what you just said. Three AM friends. I actually I actually call them the ride or die crew. The people oh, who yeah. you can call at any point, and you know that they're going to be there. So, um, so we're gonna. I'm going to change subjects a little bit because I'm dying to know a couple things. Number one, how did you get involved in my workouts? Because it was, it was real, like I said, I started seeing some of your comments to my, my tweets, and I was, I was really excited. And then I went to your page, and I was like, wow, you know, Richard's very motivational. And then I was just like, how did you get introduced to the Sean T. world of craziness?
0: <laughs> it's, it's mainly through my wife. Um, we, our, our church in Charleston, during the course of the week, we convert our uh, music room into a workout room. So we have a TV set up, and, and there are a number of people that go in different times of the day. Uh, we, have, we have all the uh, Focus T25. Um, I did the Body Beast for a little while until my shoulder started hurting. I think uh, working out with weights at my age was, was starting to take its toll because I wanted to be beef, big and beefy. Uh, <laughs> we have the P90X. We have you know, many beach body programs, and there are a number of people that come in. So my wife started about three years ago. Um, with two other people. They just came up with an idea to start working out at church. And so she goes um, every morning at 7.30. And so then I started initially doing it kind of secretly but I didn't want to let her know so I was, I was going in at about 5.45 in the morning and, <laughs> um, and then I eventually said it was very difficult for me to hide the fact that I was coming home sweaty and said where have you been and I didn't want to say I, um, I can't tell you so um, I then shared with her that I had started doing uh, the workouts as well so uh, they're, they're probably a lot more discipline than me because I have things that come up in the morning and I can't get there but um, it's been going on now with a core group of about 8 people for
1: about three years. Well, I would love it if you told them, you know, to keep up the good work, stay committed to their journey, and don't be afraid to switch it up when they feel like they've hit a plateau because that's one of the things. Uh, what, what's really good is they look like they have a great support group and accountability group, which I think is important for not just fitness but life, people you can stay um you you have like kind of like your crew you can stay accountable with because that's important. And, and that's, they're incredibly
0: excited that that, um, that I had the opportunity to speak with you because uh, they're a huge huge fans.
1: Well, that's great. Do they have any? Have, do they have any questions for me through you because I can answer them now?
0: Um. Well, they haven't seen your husband after the first couple of videos, and they were wondering where he went because he, <laughs> he hasn't been in, in some of the other fitness programs.
1: Oh, so, what's interesting about that, so, I met Scott during T25, so, anything after T25, other than size, he's in, so, it was Hip Hop Abs, then it was Rockin' Body, then it was Insanity, then it was um, Asylum, And then there was T twenty five. So Scott's in T twenty five, and he's in Insanity Max thirty, and he's not in size. So he he um he's in. Maybe they're doing him out of order. <laughs> you know? I think
0: so. I think so.
1: Yeah. So he is. He is in the 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 two fitness part. He used to be a professional soccer player, so he kind of, he loves as hard the harder for him the crazier, and he loves it. So. Um,
0: and they miss Tanya after um, after Alpha. They, they they really miss Tanya.
1: They miss her doing the uh, modifications. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know they. Well, the good thing is about in Max Thirty in Max Thirty they have so Scott and Danielle they actually modify so you can actually choose a track to modify the movements when you know I'm on the other side going super crazy. Um, so that's fine. It's it's it, so we keep the modifications in there. It's just a little bit different.
0: Well, I, I can tell you why, it, why they it, it's such success with them is um, I, I ran the Marine Corps Marathon when I was 34, um, and I trained with a group of people. And so we did our long runs every Saturday morning at 5 a.m., uh, no fail. We held each other accountable. And then my oldest son, he was uh, at the Naval Academy and asked me if I w- was interested in running the Marine Corps Marathon, but I was 50. And so I ran it. I trained by myself. Um, and, and the difference was incredible. Uh, training with a group of people and being encouraged by other people uh, was so positive and training by yourself is so difficult. So um, I, I think even if it's me in front of the video watching a program that I'm following, I'm still not alone. I'm still with you guys. And, uh, and, and that's, that's, that's pretty special and, and I think is a, is a power, powerful influence.
1: Well, what's powerful is that you're still at it. You're still working out because, I mean, I heard you say something about you couldn't work out with weights really much because of, I think you said, at your age and your shoulder, but I th- I still think you can keep going. Just got to be a little bit smarter with the form, because that really helps. Um,
0: it, it, yeah, I learned, I definitely learned that. I have to realize that, you know, you don't have to keep going up in weight.
1: <laughs> yeah, you don't. You can stay. The lesson I learned. Uh, you know, I, I rarely lift over 35-pound dumbbells, because I don't, first of all, I don't, I don't need to get bigger because my genetics are already at I'm naturally good at six foot one, two hundred pounds. But um uh you don't the, the big misconception is you have to lift really heavy to have the best look or whatever. And really it's about how good your form is with the weight that you're using. So you don't necessarily have to increase in weight. You just have to be very slow and diligent in your movement to actually shape your muscles. I mean, when you're lifting weights, you have to lift weights like you're a ice sculpture, I would say. You know, you have to yes. be really specific. So um, if you do get back into weights, you can lessen weight and just kind of slow down a little bit. And I bet you'll even get better results. I will keep that
0: in mind for sure.
1: So, Richard, before we go, I would love for you to give listeners some little motivation on how to trust and believe in who they are. Well,
0: I I think first and foremost is is to really know. I mean, I know this is simplistic to know who you are and be true to who you are. Don't don't let people bring you down by what they say about you or to other people because, in the end, it's not worth it. And Probably the, the one thing that I will tell people related to that subject matter is what I taught my kids from a, a very, very small age. No one can make you feel any way that you don't choose to feel and never give them that kind of power over you. Mm-hmm. You have total control. Um, and that's been something my kids would come to me and say, someone made me feel this way. I said, no, no, no. They can't make you feel. You choose to feel that way, so choose not to. Don't give them that kind of power. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day
1: returns. Over here. In closing, today was amazing. Richard and I talked about how to hire employees and how to make employees better. We also talked about how to help build your tribe and to hire the people that are going to be around you. But I'm taking it to a whole other place here, ladies and gentlemen, in closing, because I was inspired by Richard's power to give someone a hug, by Richard's power to encourage people every single day, and his power to genuinely care about other humans. You know. People don't quit jobs, they quit people. And then the same thing in personal life. People don't quit feelings, they quit dealing with people. But how do you continue? How do you continue to thrive? How do you continue to be the best that you can be While hiring yourself What if you wake up every single day And hire yourself You rehire yourself For the job of being you And that's why I posted on Twitter a couple days ago Or a few weeks ago To walk in your truth If you hire yourself Every single day You can walk in your truth You can be the best person That you can be You have to be true to who you are. That's what Richard talked about. You have to be true to who you are. And if you're true to who you are, the trust and belief and the value that you have for yourself will constantly grow. It will constantly be good. It will always be not on an uphill battle, but it will go uphill to give you more power so that you can choose the way you want to live this is what it's about. You have to create your own internal higher power. H-I-R-E. Continue to hire yourself every single day. And the struggles and the conversations in your head will be not beat down by scaredness and fear, but the struggles and the conversations that are in your head will be battled by the power that you have hired for yourself, which is amazingness, acceptance, and really the internal power to believe in who you are. I want to give a huge shout-out to Todd Midget, aka NC Fit Club, Alex Colorado, my lovely production manager. They do a great job with loving up on the podcast and making sure that it gets out to you so that we can all stay motivated and relevant. Thank you guys. You guys are awesome.